Okay. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Liberty Show with Kevin Fortune. There's an old song that we used to sing, um, a patriotic song in school. This land is your land. This land is my land. From California to the New York, New York Island, from the Redwood Forest all the way to the Gulf Stream waters, this land was made for you and me. Is this really true? Is this land everybody's land? Is it made for everyone? Well, if you haven't figured out tonight's discussion and topic is going to be on immigration, our immigration debate, our immigration struggles, our immigration challenges, our immigration reform. Uh, it's very important to note that the most important dynamic of any nation is what? It's, it's population growth. It affects its economics, its education, its prison system, its a medicinal uh, healthcare system. So, you know, we've learned um, in college, I studied real estate and the fact is that your population growth determines, you know, just everything that you can think of in a, um, in a society. It's the most important or impactful factor that you can have. So to get started tonight to talk about this subject is our main man down in Florida, Patrick Sweet. Patrick, you're back on the Liberty Show. Thank you, Kevin. Um, I'd like to ask the panel and our listeners a question. Uh, does the outrage over a Major League Baseball All-Star game and the crisis at the southern border have a connection? Could two seemingly unrelated events actually share the same desired long-term goal? Uh, stick with me because I think they do, and it should further illustrate how destructive and out of control our government's current border policy truly is. Uh, right now, each one of us can drive to our nearest inner city, or if you live in one, you may see it every day. American citizens living in poverty, a dangerous crime at their doorsteps, and a pervasive lack of opportunity. The reasons are numerous, and they've been going on longer than any of us have been around. If we are a country of people who pride themselves in caring for each other, why is this left unaddressed? If we agree that an awful lot of American citizens need our help, leg up, or some kind of opportunity for a better life, why are policymakers so hellbent on rolling out the red carpet for millions of foreign nationals via weak and easily circumvented border policies? Pick any day of the week, and we have thousands of migrants pouring across the border. As many as 6,000 a day in some cases, and hundreds of thousands more on their way via migrant caravans. As some estimates have 2 million migrants looking to gain entry this year, and another 3 million by the end of 2022. This February alone saw over 100,000 border encounters and a 50% increase in drug seizures from the prior month of January. The migrants are likely uneduc uneducated, unskilled, and will need immediate resources and taxpayer dollars upon crossing our border. And that's the best case scenario is quite often they are cartel members, assorted dangerous criminals, or even terrorists. In fact, on Monday, U.S. Customs Border Protection announced agents had apprehended a second individual on the FBI's terrorism watch list. That's the second one this year. So we are in a crisis. Biden won't admit it, and the media won't either. But the numbers don't lie. A recent NPR mayor's poll reflected 53% uh, of Americans disapprove of Biden's handling of the uh, immigration crisis, and only 34% of those polled actually approved. In fact, the border, the border crisis is so bad, Biden's borders are, Roberta Jacobson resigned in disgrace yesterday afternoon. So how do we get here? Uh, in Biden's defense, the border collapse didn't start on January 20th, 2021. It was decades in the making. The periods with the highest spikes in border apprehensions were in the mid-80s under Ronald Reagan and again in the late 90s under Bill Clinton. It appears one thing our politicians can agree on is they love illegal immigration. The fact that establishment Republicans and progressive Democrats condoning and facilitating illegal entry into this country shouldn't surprise you. Republicans love illegal immigration as it's a source of cheap labor for their big business donors. Democrats love illegal immigration as it imports new potential voters. Don't believe me? 
Remember the question I posed earlier about the MLB All-Star Game in Atlanta? Georgia CEOs were so angry that the Georgia State Legislature dared to tighten up lax voting laws and loopholes, many of which were instituted due to the pandemic, that they colluded with MLB to move the game from Atlanta to, Atlanta to Denver, Colorado. So what does this have to do with legal immigration, you ask? Well, our current crop of woke CEOs know better than to stand in the way of progressive Democrats, and it's better to work with them than against them. As illegal immigrant bodies pour across the border in record numbers, hundreds of thousands, if not millions, will find a way to stay indefinitely. So the bodies are here. But for the Democrat machine to turn out the vote, they need weak election laws with numerous loopholes. And that's exactly what the Georgia voter bill looked to rectify, hence the outrage. In reality, Georgia voter bill had nothing to do with African-American voters or return to Jim Crow, as we've been lied to about. It's a narrative to misdirect why opponents are actually angry about the bill. Mass illegal immigration and open borders won't do Democrats any good if they can't capitalize on it politically via a way to turn those migrants into votes. If you dismiss the above as political conspiracy theory and feel the reason we have the current policy we do is because we are a nation of immigrants. We hear it all the time. Well, let's look at that. Illegal immigration is harmful to American citizens. It reduces wages and jobs. It's a drain on uh, community resources like healthcare and schooling and uh, police and fire. And we also see increases in crime and lower, lower in property values. A point this out isn't to demonize immigrants. To try and gain access to the country's, this country's prosperity illegally is rational behavior on the migrants' behalf. In their eyes, the prosperity of our country afforded upon crossing the border far outweighs the risk of the journey. However, what we see today is this journey will put the migrants firmly in the control of the cartels to be trafficked. If we're a nation of immigrants, and shouldn't we want immigrants to come here safe and legally? Do we really want to see kids in boxes and women sexually abused so Republicans can get cheap labor and Democrats a bullpen of voters down the road? Why not a zero tolerance policy and firmly state that the border is closed to illegal immigration? Furthermore, Americans tend to be quite generous towards those around the world. In a nearly two trillion COVID relief bill, which will cost the average taxpaying family 69,000 in the long run, 12 billion will go to foreign aid and support for NGOs to address the migrant problem at the source there locally. Instead, cartels, corrupt politicians, and subversive NGOs pocket most of the money and use the rest to send the problem north, essentially forcing taxpayers to foot the bill a second time once the migrants arrive at our doorstep. How is this logical or even sane? And finally, one last question for the panel and the listeners. If you've gotten one of the current COVID vaccines, you may have wondered why you're still being asked to wear masks, socially distance, and avoid large gatherings. If you've been vaccinated against the virus, you should be immune and pose no risk to others, correct? Well, it appears that we now have a Brazilian strain of COVID, which may be considered leaky, and that the strain can circumvent the antibodies needed to protect against the virus. Antibodies would, one would have gotten via the vaccine or recovering naturally from the infection. It may turn out that the vaccine protects against the strain, but we aren't 100% sure right now. But in the meantime, illegal immigrants are testing positive 10% of the time, and it's quite often the Brazilian strain they're testing positive with. And this 10% only includes those apprehended and, te and tested. Who knows how many are not tested and who slip across the border. If lockdowns, masks, and vaccines were putting a top on a blender of COVID, illegal immigration takes the top off and flings the contents all over the kitchen. So why do people support weak policy? I don't know, as I don't vote Democrat. I believe in a zero tolerance and a closed border policy. Take the profit motive and power away from the cartels in the short term and a return to safe and legal immigration in the long term. That's how you build a better border policy. And that's what I've got. Okay, that was awesome. There is so much there <laughs> to talk about. I don't even know where to get started. But um, really some good points, Patrick. Um, I'm going to pass it on to our next guest, and then we'll come back and we'll discuss it anymore. So if anybody wants to make a comment, 
Um, we're going to go to um, uh, Miss Charlie next, and then we'll go to Damon and then to Dana. So, Miss Charlie, you're back on the Liberty Show. Good evening, everyone. And Patrick, thank you for that dissertation that you just gave. I wish I had had a notebook and um, pen with me because you covered so much. Um, I don't even know where to begin. I, I know you mentioned something about, you know, the children or the immigrants coming across the border with drugs and the drug cartel is sending them across the border with drugs and things of that nature. But you also have to remember that we live in a country where, you know, our own government at one point in time, you worried about people crossing the border with drugs when that was a point in time of the Reagan administration when they were flying the drugs into the country to actually fund a war. And, you know, what was, I guess, the outrage in regards to that? Um, at the moment, I'm sorry, I didn't know I was going to be the next person up. And I wish, as I stated, that I had written down because he said so much. Um, but that, right now, that's the only point that I want to bring out. So I'm going to let somebody else speak. And if I think of something else, I would raise my hand. But as far as immigration itself goes, all I can say is if, 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 it, if it needs to be solved or there, um, I, I do believe there's a resolution for it. I just think we live in a quote unquote supposedly democracy in which, you know, well, if he says, yo, then the, the one on the opposite side is going to say, say no. So th there's always that tug of war for power or as I think Patrick pointed out, you know, the Republicans want it for one reason, the Democrats want it for another. And because of their own reasons, they can't seem to come together for a resolution. One thing I do know about this country regardless of what they got to cheat, steal, lie, kill or whatever to get what they want, they can. So, and they have, that's what history has shown us. So if they really want a resolution to this whole thing, regardless of whether or not it's um, just implementing or putting a process in place that truly works, I know that it can be done. So that's all I have for right now. Thank you so very much. Let me ask Miss Charlie, before you go, so do you uh -huh. think we should be keeping the borders open and allow more and more people to come in or what? I think that there, yes, I think there needs to be some type of, process in place i guess to where we can vet these people i don't it, isn't that the point of america did it not say you know in essence send me you're you're weary and downtrodden are we not supposed to be a melting pot so how do we get to, to pick and choose who's able to come in this country and who's not um no i don't think the borders should be closed at all i think they need to come up with a better process for those that really want to come so that they can come here and live the life that apparently they can't live in their own country. Well, now that that's my point. First of all, and, and that's the kind of the underlying theme of tonight. You um, you fell into my trap. Is America here to help everyone? Is that the purpose of America that everyone could come here and have a better way of life? You know, you I mean, where is that written in stone? At? That's my first part. But the second thing is that people want to come here to get rid of the negatives in their country, but they're right here. We, you know, I saw the the caravans, they were saying, well, children are flying crime. The crime in America is unbelievable. The murders in Atlanta just this year is just phenomenal. So the drugs, the gangs, uh, I don't know if some of us are in denial. We just never lived in Chicago, New York or whatever, but, or we don't watch the news, but it's really ironic. We want them fleeing all of these, the, you know, poverty. We've got people right here in poverty. So, okay. Thank you, Miss Charlie. We're going to go next to Damon. Damon, down in Georgia, you're back on the Liberty Show. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks, Charlie. And thanks, Patrick. Um, 
we do ourselves no favors. And, and Kevin, you kind of teed me up with that last comment you made, but we do ourselves no favors when we assume that the government has our best interests in mind. Um, throughout history, governments have been corrupt and the U.S. is no different. And I think that we've, we've kind of bought into the mythology um, of the feel-good ideal that America is this wonderful land where we have freedom and whatever, but there's, there are powers that be that don't want true freedom. Freedom for everybody means it's freedom for everybody, just period, across the board. And right now, our two-party paradigm keeps people from thinking critically when it comes to immigration or anything for that matter. But specifically, since we're talking about immigration today, let's kind of break it down on both sides and see where we're at. Uh, the, Dem De the Democrats basically favor across-the-board immigration, illegal, legal, whatever, because it's good for them for their numbers, because if they feel they have the appearance of accepting everybody, that'll mean more votes for them, or at least that's, their, that's the, um, the belief that they have why they, they claim that they care about immigration so much. Uh, on the flip side of that, you've got Republicans or conservatives, whatever you want to call themselves, who have a general reluctance towards immigration because of what the numbers show. Because what the numbers show is that by the year 2040, whites in America will be the minority in America. And so there's, a, there's, an, unspoken, uh, there's an unspoken and unsaid um, a component to the immigration piece in that a lot of uh, the Republicans' apprehension to immigration is because it's gonna further accelerate the timeline that we're talking about, which is 2040 whites being in the minority in this country. Um, and that's where a lot of Trumpism came from. Um, you know, Donald Trump, there were a lot of different things that he talked about. And again, we, we're not gonna rehash, you know, the whole Trump idea, we've had entire shows about it, but there's a, there's a segment of, of the white populace um, who claims that they hate illegal immigration, but, it, but like kind of Patrick, what he said too, is that there's an element to that where it's, it's easy to kind of pinpoint who is quote unquote here illegally. A lot of the, the uh, low skilled workers that are illegal, um, they get paid under the table. And so it's because they're paid on the table, the assumption, the implication is that, that they're here illegally. So the employers of these people know that they're here illegally, but because they're able to get away with paying people cheap, you know, cheap wages, they kind of let it slide. And so to, if you want to get rid of illegal immigration, you can you, you know, basically go start at the top and, and find these people that are, that are hiring these people, put them in jail um, if they really wanted to do that, but they really don't want to solve the problem. Um, the amount of money spent on illegal immigrants, uh, depending on the source that you see, it's anywhere from 116 to 250 billion annually. Um, but again, the, the solution is simple. If we look at the, the people on the higher end of the socioeconomic uh, uh, ladder, that hire these illegals who are able to get part of their, their ill-gotten gains in the, in the form of not paying appropriate wages to Americans, you can solve the problem very easily. Uh, so essentially, and to kind of dovetail upon that too, and the kind of elephant in the room, is that a lot of uh, the whites who are, who are the, the most adamant against immigration are, were kids back in the civil rights era when their parents and grandparents either spat or lynched uh, black people who had who were doing trying to do nothing but uh, get their um, get their piece of the American pie, and now those are those kids back then are now adults who are using tapping that same bigotry because they see that in the year 2040 they're way closer to being in the minority. And part of the un the unspoken Americanness, you know, quote unquote, that a lot of these Republicans are leaning on is the white supremacist ideal. And when you've got a lot of these immigrants coming in here, and let's let's put away the illegal part, the, the legal immigration part, when they see themselves, white, America being less white, they see that as an infringement upon their rights, which is, which is really 
not appropriate, but that's kind of how they feel about it. And I think that if we if we have a and that's kind of I go back to my original ideal that the two party paradigm is what's killing America. If we can if we can be nuanced about it and understand the all the 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 factors involved, we can come to a proper solution. But as long as people want to get into their ideological Democrat and Republican camps, we're going to keep, you know, like acting like cats and dogs and get nowhere. Well, I agree, Damon. Great points. Um, so many, you know, it's all it's all about sometimes politicians, they love problems because they can raise money on problems. They can get votes. You know, it's like the boy crime where they've always got some victimization, you know, and um, to the like Patrick said to the liberals, the immigration is all feel sorry for these people and to the to the conservatives is all, oh, you know, we got to stop it. And they just get their 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 bases riled up. And to me, we're all losing or the taxpayers are losing because uh, there is no, now Miss Charlie said the solution. I don't know solution because first of all, reality check, it's so bad, it's so big. We cannot imagine, you know, even in Atlanta is a diverse city, but you go to Chicago, New York or LA, I mean, you, it's just the numbers. And there's a great website called Numbers USA and it just deals with the numbers. But to Damon's point, um, kind of Damon is one of our race relation guys. And, you know, one thing I've noticed, we down the people of color, the brown skin, dark skin people, the Mexicans, Latinos, Cubans, or the people from Honduras that come in. But yet when there are a lot of white people that are illegal coming from Canada, coming from Europe, coming to go over here, go to college and don't leave, you don't see those people being attacked. What do you think of that, Damon? Have you noticed any of that? I mean, that's that's the American way. You know, when it's when it's non-whites, it's it's demonized when it's whites, it's uh it's celebrated or it's not talked about. And so uh, to use an example of that, when we look at uh, the drug war, uh, when, it, you know, in the 80s, 90s, when it's when it's black people getting locked up, it's no big deal. OK, it's, you know, a bunch of criminals. But now fast forward till now, you've got the opioid crisis, which impacts, you know, basically white people. Um, we should look at them with compassion. We should never we should not talk about uh, about jail time. So, as, again, that's the American way. If it's if it's white, it's right. If it's black, it's whack. I and mean, that's pretty much how it is or, or non non white, whatever. But I mean, that's kind of how America operates. And people that don't want to acknowledge that do so because they, they'd rather be willfully ignorant. But it's not that it's not that America has never done this before. Interesting. Interesting. Well, we're going to move on. We're going to go to Dr. Dana and then we're going to go way up yonder to New York to Kevin up in New York. So Dr. Dana, the birthday girl, guys, we want to shout out to Dr. Dana Bevan. This is her birthday. Well, it's not today, but in a couple of days and we'll be celebrating tomorrow. So Dr. Dana, you're back on the Liberty Show. Hi there. Um, yeah. Um, from my point of view, and I'm echoing other, what other people are saying, but I'll say in a, maybe a different way. And that is the political parties and the right and the left have no incentive to uh, come to an agreement about immigration reform. On the, on, on the right, the GOP uh, is feeding red meat to their constituents to stoke up fear. And on the left, uh, the, the critical social justice warriors uh, use immigration to uh, use the immigrants as victims uh, to uh, try to make people sympathize with them and therefore side with the social justice warriors. They, they, have, they literally have no, no real uh, feeling for uh, these people, just as they have no real feeling for transgender or gay people. 
Uh, it's purely a matter of politics and power. Uh, the next thing I want to say is that where are the businesses and the, and the business owners going to jail or paying large fines? Every time I see a raid of a packing house or uh, of a business with, which has undocumented workers, uh, the, uh, they all go or get, all get uh, ground up by the immigration system, but all the business owner gets is a slap on the wrist, maybe a small fine. So uh, I really think that if you're going to have the laws that uh, you ought to enforce them uh, from that point of view. Now, there are one more thing about the law is that is the law that the both the Republicans and Democrats have built a law that causes these problems. And uh, with uh, the uh, failure of our State Department to uh, deal with some of the problems south of the border, uh, people are taking advantage of some of these laws. And, and why wouldn't they, you know? Um, so that, that's uh, kind of my point of view. I think we do need immigration reform as people have said, there needs to be criteria for admittance. Uh, I looked at the uh, Canadian immigration laws and, and applications, and it's not easy moving to Canada, uh, uh, unless you're a farmer, it turns out. But um, uh, I do think that uh, government and the political parties are doing a disservice to us uh and it's a good question of how to get out of that well i agree i think we're in so deep that's what you know this easy solution uh there are some people going to end up having to stay and some are going to have to go but it's really with so many jobs being lost it's just an issue really of the numbers but dr dana since you're a transgender lgbt expert and an author what about i saw a really interesting article what about the transgender people that are coming over the border uh, even the kids, some of them are put in, um, uh, what is it, not refugee camps, whatever the camps they're called, the detention centers, but they're not, you know, properly, are they being treated properly for their, you know, gender, are they being discriminated, put, you know? Well, no, uh, they're, uh, it's an issue for the transgender community, and that's why uh, uh, the transgender organizations uh, support reform of the law. Uh, but no, they're not, not being treated appropriately and, uh, they're, uh, uh, and, and they shouldn't be in the places that they are. They should be in the gender that they uh, say they are. Okay. It's happening all the time that they're not. And the judicial system and ICE have no pity. So that, that, that's interesting. Very, very interesting. Okay, we're going to move up to New York to Kevin. Kevin, you're back on the Liberty Show. Hey, thanks for having me uh, on the show again, Kevin. Always appreciate it. Uh, all right. So I'm, I'm going to take the, the libertarian position on immigration because I think anyone else has yet. You know, I, and in fact, I'm going to start out with solving the illegal immigration crisis. I, I got a very simple, easy solution. Just let people in. Don't make it illegal for people to come here and work and live their lives and contribute to society. We won't have illegal immigrants if we make immigrants legal. 
Uh, and I want to want to commend Patrick for making the the straight up xenophobic argument here. Uh, man, dude, going on about terrorism and crime and disease like that's that's straight out like know nothing party stuff. Like it, that's that's wild, man. Like I, I can't believe you <laughs> you took it that far, but. You know, I guess you are representing a certain point of view. So I was just a little bit shocked to hear you say that. And then before I get to, to some myth busting on this stuff, I do want to, Kevin, your framing of it, is it America's job to help everyone? And, and Kevin, I, I don't really like that framing around immigration because the fact is, is that the people who are coming here don't necessarily need to be helped all the time. Now, they're, they're refugees who might need some support. I get that. That's a different situation. But, but your average immigrant, they want to come here. They want to work. They want to provide for their families. They want to live a better life. All they want to do is the same exact thing that we want to do. Now, if the state is taking money from me and you guys and all of us and giving that to immigrants, well, that's not really their fault. That is the state's fault. Jose picking apples out in Wayne County, putting food on my table, providing for his family, that doesn't hurt me in any way. Not at all. What does hurt me is if the state takes my money and gives it to that person, well, okay, then we have an issue. We have an issue with the welfare state. But the fact of the matter is that immigrants consume welfare benefits at a far lower rate. Illegal immigrants consume welfare benefits at a far lower rate than American citizens because they're not eligible for things like Medicaid and Social Security. And actually, I, I have a I'll post it on my Facebook page when people are listening to this later, but there, there's a, a paper by Cato, and I'll quote from that now. It says, all immigrants consume 39% fewer welfare benefits relative to natives, largely because they are less likely to receive Social Security uh, retirement benefits and Medicare. Immigrants consume 27% fewer benefits relative to natives with similar incomes and ages. So the fact of the matter is, it's not about do we have to help people? People want to just come here live their lives okay, Kevin, let me, and let me contribute ask you, to where are you getting this family. perspective from? How can from you go in their minds? How do you know why people are coming? And this is one of my points on both sides. We want to, you know why they're coming, huh? How do you know why they're coming? Most people but are no, just here to, to, to improve their lives. They're coming here as students or as workers, but based upon the interviews, people keep saying they want a better way of life out of their countries. But as you say, that's what we want. So my point is, why would we just oh have you know insist on letting people come? Um, if you want people to come, that's your prerogative. If you want to help people, that's your prerogative. But the government or the whole system shouldn't say that I have to help and take care of other people's kids. I don't. No, no, you no, you shouldn't. But if I want to employ someone, then why shouldn't I be able to do that? Why shouldn't I be able to bring them my private property and have but them? That's not what you said earlier. I'm talking about no, what that you is absolutely what I said. You should be able to come here and do what you want. But you why would you can you you can't go anywhere in the world and do what you want, Kevin? That's you that's, should be able to. I, I want to eliminate passports one, too. Hey, I love but, to say that because see, uh, that's the philosophical ideology why people don't follow the Libertarian Party. That's right there. It's just all. Let me. Uh, yeah, I, I'm advocating for freedom of movement, Kevin. That's that you not should real. be able to. That's do, not reality. You can't. Do you lock your doors at night, or do you just let? No, no, Kevin. No, uh, sorry, that's a nonsense argument. That no, is not, not the same. Kevin, no, it's, it's not. No, 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 no. Kevin, look, can I finish my point? Party has failed. They're not practical. Can I finish my point, Kevin? You got to please. It is not that is a nonsense argument to compare it to locking doors because that's my private property. That's my home. I mean, it is so different. Private, no, it, Kevin, can I finish property? my point, man? <laughs> Come on. Let me finish it. Okay? But you're not letting me finish, Kevin. And Kevin, let me finish my Kevin. Christ. Let me finish first. I'm the host of this show. I don't do that on your show. You're getting riled up, but your argument is all I'm trying to some of some of the stuff you're saying is very valid. 
but you're still stuck in the philosophical arguments why libertarians lose. So go ahead and finish your point, and then we have to move on. My point is, is that it is crossing national borders is different than personal property. If I want to invite someone into my home, then I can do that. If I want to keep someone out of my home, that's different. If I want to invite someone from Guatemala into my home, why shouldn't I be able to do that? But that's your it doesn't opinion, impact Kevin, me. It doesn't impact me if someone you. from that's Guatemala or Mexico or where, Costa Rica, wherever, comes up and works here. It doesn't impact mm-hmm. me other than the fact yes, that the state extracts you, money that from shows me. You, Kevin, if, when these kids come up here and they have not, their parents haven't paid into the system, who educates They do pay into the system. Right. And that's I, I'm, I, I'm saying that your facts are wrong. And also, I, I, I do want to point out, too, that the Democrats are not open borders. They're not that cool. I wish they were. Only the Libertarian Party respects freedom of movement. So if, if, you, if you believe in fundamental human liberty, that's the Libertarian position. If you believe people should be able to work where they want, make private arrangements, and move where they want, that's the liberty position. If you believe the state should be able to regulate your ability to do that, well— I mean, you're anti-freedom. That's where you are. And just know that that power is used elsewhere as well. Are you finished? Kevin? Open to questions. Kevin, I could keep going, but you, you wanted me to, to, to stop. You're, you're like, oh, you can make it one point. No, because you weren't listening at me, as you always say, other people. What you're saying is it's not a difference between locking your doors. You cannot force your view upon other people. And I that's mean, what a lot of people are fighting. It's not even immigrant. You can't force everybody to accept people, whether, you know, if you they don't, don't want have to them. accept people. There's lots of folks in my community that I don't like, but they have freedom of movement. They have freedom of association. As long as they but are not I, breaking I my leg or picking my pocket, course. they have a right to live their lives. But they have that right, but we don't see that in America, Kevin, and we don't see it with the Libertarian Party either. We talk one thing, but we don't see it happening. What, and that's the problem about? with the philosophical ideology where people don't follow them because there's freedom, there's restricting a movement in America. There's areas where black people can't go. There's areas where Asians can't go. There's areas where the poor uh, Caucasians don't go. And, and that's the problem with a lot of people. We sit in the suburbs, watch podcasts, and are nerdy looking at Cato reports, which I would right, never- now, now you're just pulling out the ad hominems, Kevin. Come on. Okay. And we don't live in a real world. You never lived in the South Side of Chicago. You don't live in the South Bronx. So Bro, I live in Rochester. Walked, used to have I, one of the highest murder rates per capita. I doubt if you've ever walked through these areas or lived in them. So it's easy to say that it's not affecting you. And that's different. Like you're, you're, you're associating immigration with crime when in fact immigrants commit crimes at lower rates than American but citizens. But that's your, that's once again, just no, like that's, that's never, a fact. everybody can get all of their, because I can take to the South Side of Chicago and show you 400,000. What does South Side of Chicago games? have to do with immigration? Because a lot of them are mostly illegal and we have stats on that. And but anyway, we're going to go on. At lower rates than American citizens. That's we're going to go on. That's your stats. See, people take numbers. You can manipulate numbers. I bet you that the left and the right all can find numbers, Kevin, to, to support the thing. And that's what you got. Uh, Kevin, I'm sorry. Kevin Fortune, can I just ask you a quick question, yes. though? So are, do you believe that the immigrants commit crime at a higher rate than citizens? I'm of not saying country? that at a higher rate because okay. that's, that's irrelevant, Miss Charlie. It doesn't matter if it's a higher rate. What matters is that some of them do commit crime. A lot of them do. Because so Americans commit crimes. Thank right. you. So why this would country that's point, was Kevin. founded on crime and killing and murder? But why and would rape. okay, Miss Charlie? This is my point. 
it's not about a higher rate or lower rate. That's irrelevant. And that's what like libertarians get caught up in. No, the reality is we have enough crime here. Why add to it? We have enough situations here. What I'm saying so is- how, no how do we pick and choose who can come here? And, and I didn't say pick and choose who oh. can come here. I'm saying that we've got to deal with, we have some problems with people. To my point, when Kevin said that illegals don't impact us is not totally not true. That's not real. If you don't think illegals impact us in America, that's not real. So in essence, what you're saying though, let's just stop it for right now because we have issues within this country that we need to deal with on our own for right well, now. We've got to deal with it, but because now it's overwhelming. I'm, a, I'm older like you. I remember okay. when you, you had a few people trickling, I mean, but the, the, the massive numbers now, and mm -hmm. you know we can't even get the real numbers. You know, is really there are areas that are crippled. They're the unemployment. They they can't find enough jobs. They can't find enough housing. So you Kevin, know, it's, Kevin, it's, let me let me ask you an economics question. Are jobs a fixed pie? Is there a limited number of jobs? Kevin, I'm not going to go to a philosophical intellectual it's debate. Not, no, no, that's an economic question, yes, not a philosophical is. one. It's because because like, you're, you're making the, the Tricker Gerbs uh, argument. You're here, not on that level. Which is, which is you're nonsense. just quoting numbers, facts. And that's not thing. But anyway, we need oh, to I'm get just quoting numbers there. and facts. Oh no. And then well, but you're they're biased and they're mis they're misconstrued. And that's the problem. So we're gonna get Tim in here this first hour, then we're gonna come back to you guys, uh, make your your um more arguments. So Tim, you're on the Liberty Show. Thank you. I want to give a great big shout out to our host, the King of Liberty, uh, to our 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 Prince of Liberty, Damon Kennedy, and to all of the panelists. Shout out to Kevin, I see you over there, Kevin Wilson, holding it down uh, with the libertarian argument. Kudos to you, Dr. Dana. Happy birthday, Charlie. Always a joy to see you, Patrick Sweet, holding it down for the Trumpers. Hey, hand clap to the Trumpers. Listen, <clears throat> I'll be brief. Um, Kevin, I think, did a, an excellent job of, 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 of relaying or conveying the libertarian point of view on borders. Um, but here's how I see it. I see there's a problem or disconnect, if you will, with the libertarian point of view on open borders. Here in this country, um, we like to espouse that we are for free markets and we're capitalists and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but the point of the, the, the truth of the matter is that we're not free markets. This is not a free market economy. It's a freer market economy, but that should not be confused with being an actual free market economy. In a freer market economy, uh, what we have here in the United States, uh, we have the government that loves to suck the lifeblood out of businesses, out of free enterprise. And the reason why the government likes to suck the lifeblood, which is profits, they, 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 the government takes every opportunity to suck all of the profits that it can out of free enterprise because it needs to fund its welfare states. Uh, off the top of my mind, I'm thinking of the military industrial complex as being one of the welfare states and the other welfare state is the social welfare state. And this is my problem. For this conversation, let's just stick to the social welfare state. Kevin made an excellent point that it is not the immigrants fault that um, my paycheck gets jacked to help fund social welfare. That sounds like a really nice point. And I would love to get with him and shake his hand and congratulate him on sounding very libertarian. The problem with this point of view is that it doesn't stop my paycheck from being jacked. It does not stop the government from extorting me. So I'm not interested in feeling good about my libertarian points of view and my libertarian thought processes. What I'm interested most in is keeping all of my damn money. And the only way that I can keep all of my damn money the way I see it 
at this point in time is to close the borders until we enact a system that kills the social welfare state in this country. Now, here's the thing. I believe it was Patrick and Damon have alluded to this point of view that, um, um, that the, 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 the immigrants are our competition um, for the Americans that are here in this state. And by the state, I mean this country. Let's be honest. When we look at the Democrats and their pleas to, to open up the borders, and they don't really want to open the borders per se, what they want to do is allow a certain segment of folks to come into this country because they know that they will vote Democrat. And Black folks in general, and you know, I like to talk about people who look like me, and since I look Black, there are some individuals who state I'm not Black, but until I stop looking Black, I will um, refer to myself as a Black individual. Black folks, folks who look like me, we need to wise up to what's happening to us. And the Trumpers and the working class whites and the poor whites realize that if we allow the brown folks into this country, these undocumented people, these, these folks that have crossed the border, what it does for white working class individuals is that it creates competition in the workplace. Now, as a libertarian, I would love to wax philosophical about competition breeds and comp comp um, um, uh, competition is great for the end user. But if I'm a white working class individual, what I see is that these Democrats are trying to replace people that look like me. And black folks need to get with these working class white people and realize that the brown vote is a hell of a lot cheaper than the black vote. The Democrats realize that if they allow these brown folks to come into this country, these undocumented individuals to come into this country, that they will have generations upon generations of Democrats voting for these outrageous and crazy uh, um, um, pieces of legislature. Whereas black folks in this country who still haven't gotten what's due to them, they still haven't received as my brother and Liberty, Damon Kennedy would state, they still haven't cut the check. And this is the problem with the Democrats. They're not interested in addressing the issues that plague the black individual because they know that if they had to address the issues that plague black individuals in this country, it only results in them addressing the, 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 the reparation situation and they don't want to do that so what they've done is they said we see these brown folks and we allow these brown folks and that we can ignore the black folks and let's be honest most black individuals are stuck on the democratic party they throw us a bone every now and then now they got lock them up kamala harris now they got all these silly black women out there wearing their pearls because lock them up kamala harris wore pearls Black individuals need to get with these working class white folks who realize that the Democrats, not only the Democrats, but the Republicans too, because they're in on it also, are trying to get a cheaper vote in the, in the way and in the means of the brown individuals coming over to this country and, and, and receiving citizenship um, when black folks still haven't had the, the atrocities that were um, um, displayed and, and, and not only displayed, but was put against them. We still haven't addressed Jim Crow in this country. We still haven't addressed the war on drugs. And I will not be an advocate for allowing brown folks into this country until first, the issues that plague the black communities are addressed. Tim, thank you. You brought up a great point I wanted to discuss, but we're gonna go back to Patrick and then Miss Charlie and Ke or anyone else just let um, Will know. So um, Patrick, you're back on the Liberty Show. Hey, Kevin. Uh, and, and Kevin Wilson, I, I was just as shocked uh, at, at your uh, thoughts on open borders as you apparently were of mine. And, um, you know, you can't have both ways. You, you can't have open borders. People come here to work. 
yet also not have the state sponsor them or have some kind of welfare for them. Uh, I don't know if you've been paying attention for the last 30 years, but we are in a managed uh, decline in this country. Uh, we don't make anything. We do very little uh, as far as manufacturing or low-skilled jobs would, would be concerned. They're in China. They're in Mexico. They're actually a lot of the countries these people are coming from. They're, those jobs are there now. So when, when you've got when you've got abject poverty, low skill, low education coming up to this country, I would ask you, what are they going to do? And and I, I put that's my first question: is what, what are, are these people going to do? And as, as far as being labeled xenophobic, I would I would disagree with that because I'm I'm looking at this from a, a perspective of uh, prosperity and, and, and financial liberty. This is our, our taxpayer money, our, our uh, wealth and prosperity that we make for our families are being exported to other countries or potentially given to illegals. I just read uh, the other day that New York is going to be giving 2.1 billion to illegal immigrants. So that that's hardworking families' prosperity that is being sheared uh, from, from from their family to, to give to people who shouldn't be here in the first place. So. It was actually outlandish uh, what, what your thoughts were that we would we could open. And I've been to Central America, I've been to South America, I've seen the kind of poverty that's pervasive down there, the most god awful conditions you've ever seen. And it is everywhere. It is absolutely maybe from a philosophical standpoint, it sounds good what you're suggesting. From a practical standpoint, no chance in hell it's ever going to happen. And and being able to import all these people uh, up through into our country and being able for them to find work yet not have support from our country. Uh, it's just a, it's a crazy fantasy. So I'm just as shocked to hear, hear your thoughts of, of the direction we should go in is probably you are of mine. So just your thoughts on, on how you think any of, of what you say is sustainable. Thank you, um, Patrick. Great points. I, I think you guys know my strategy. It's like, let's get us riled up. And I love our passion. And to Miss Charlie's point, it's not about a right or wrong or, or if or then. That is one thing that's killing our country. You're not going to always have this A or B. But right now, we, the first point, which I'm seeing, we, we've got to accept and not be in denial that there is a problem. Uh, a lot of us don't see the problem if you don't live in that. And that's part of America. I think we have blinders on. We don't see the homeless problem. We don't see the drug problem. We don't see the transgender problem. If it doesn't affect us directly, we, you know, it's just not there. And that's, that's not necessarily true. Um, as far as me having a perfect solution, <clears throat> I don't know. It's gone so far in many areas. But I just want to comment, you know, like to, to Kevin's point about impacting. Um, uh, and Patrick was mentioned a lot of the low income, uneducated, unskilled workers. But also, we do get a lot of skilled workers come from college and they can take other jobs. I've got friends who have graduated from major like tech universities. They have a problem getting a job because they want to hire a lot of times the Asians or um, Chinese or, you know, I don't know if that's stereotyping, but companies do that. So a lot of them are complaining. But I had a friend down in South Florida, which because of Cuban, Cuban invasion became like totally Spanish. She had a doctorate degree from Harvard in um, uh, secondary education. And she was a principal up in Boston. But when she went to South Florida with her husband, he was a doctor down there. She could not get a job because she did not speak Spanish. So don't act like it doesn't influence. And I have a lot of friends and family members that are teachers. The biggest rate, and Kevin loves his statistics, the biggest reason I know it was up in Chicago that teachers were quitting was the language barrier that it was hard enough to teach algebra than to try to teach the you know, to, for people to understand it. So whether you agree with these or not, the fact is these are their issues that are there. And, you know, to act like, okay, 
you know, our society is just going to correct itself. We, we know that's not real. So anyway, we want to go back to Miss Charlie, Kevin, and then Tim. Or da is Damon still on? Damon. I'm sorry. I don't really have much of a okay, comment. Ahead, I've, just, I've just been listening. But it's one of those things where I, you can sense or see both sides. Right. you know, of the story. Like you got Kevin in New York and say, hey, one of the ways to get rid of immigration is just let everybody come and get a job and, you know, support this country. And get, you know, they have to pay taxes and things like that. And then you have, you know, Patrick was like, uh, no, because, you know, why should we be helping these people? I forgot the statement that he just stated, but it's like that, that weren't supposed to be here anyway. Uh, that didn't sit too too well with me because who's to say who's supposed to be here and who's not supposed to be here the native americans can be telling him to go back to wherever you came from because you're not supposed to be here because they were here first in Ms. regards to Ms. your Charlie, friend, let me ask you a question do uh -huh. you think that too much you know do you think that we can have open borders and just have limitless like millions or trillions of people because my thing is you got to realize america right it's like I, a I pot of gold the process itself how it i think can be fixed okay. and should be however you're going process. to vet these people to come through here yes maybe they should focus on that but to literally just somewhat say okay nobody else can come here or they can't come here i don't think that's right you know because at the end of the day it's like okay well i'm here and now i'm fine and now it's just too many people you know i always said this joke about atlanta itself don't let anybody else move into a freaking atlanta because we're already busted <laughs> from the I'm same one movement. of those <laughs> right so it's like you know but who am i to say tell somebody else no you stay wherever you are because we have enough here mm. um as far as your friend who couldn't get a job because of the language barrier thing i can understand that as well but it's not, she can't get mad at the, at the immigrant person who's come or whatever she's, whoever has gone to Georgia Tech and can't get this job now because the companies are opting to hire those that are, as you stated, you know, maybe Asian and things of that nature. It's, that's not that Asian person's fault. If you got an issue with who they choose to hire, then you take that up with that, that company and not necessarily that person. I can't put that blame on that person. Put that blame on that company for however they're choosing. To, to not look at my credentials and opting to go with somebody else, whatever their reasons are. Just like with the school teachers, I, I get what you're saying. Hey, but maybe you're going to have to, in order to keep your job, try to learn a second language. Well, it, I it, agree. It, it I is understand what it all, is. I understand all you're saying, but I think to one point, and I, I don't want to ever sound like a conservative, but no, but <laughs> some of the things that made our country great, like our education, speaking, you know, I, we, we learned in business school, I have a finance degree. The first uh, success is of a good market economy mm -hmm. is that you have to communicate in one language and what we call in the marketplace, what you do at home and in your time, I speak several languages, but mm -hmm. you know, there are things that, you know, as you would say, dynamics of the process that are destroying us, you know, like the language barrier or, you know, other different things, but to, to ignore some of the crime, to ignore some of the welfare benefits, you know, it's just not real. And what I'm saying, let's look at it all. But thank you, Ms. Charlie. We're going to move back Kevin. To, to Kevin uh, up in New York and then back to Tim. All right. Let, let's see if I can uh, get some of these points in here. Um, so uh, Patrick had asked, you know, like, what, what, what are they going to do here, right? Like, so first of all, I, I think, Kevin, you kind of made this point already, but like, it, it's not just folks coming in from caravans in Mexico. Most illegal immigrants, undocumented immigrants are people who came here legally, like I, either as a tourist or a student or for a job, and they overstayed their visas and they just, they stayed because they've already built a life here. That is actually what most 
illegal immigrants do. And actually, after like Mexicans, the biggest group of, of those individuals is Irish people, interestingly enough. Uh, so <laughs> uh, white immigrants. So take, take that for what it is. But but no one ever gets riled up about that. Um, but, you know, that, what are Kevin, to Dama's point? Why is that? Well, because I mean, it, xenophobia, honestly, that's, that's what it is. I, Irish folks now because it's funny because you look at history, the Irish didn't used to be considered white. Uh, they, they were not considered, you know, part of what, what white America was. White America was was English, uh, Scottish and like German. And that was, that was kind of it for for a bit. Uh, but but they became white. And just like, you know, these same arguments are made against uh, Italians, other Southern Europeans, Eastern Europeans. Like this is something we've seen throughout history. It ends up being the same exact argument. Now, the, the Mexican discussion around this ends up being more persistent because well, Mexico's at our border. So that's that's why that is. But getting getting a few more of these, uh, you know, I, I do want to point out, like, closing the borders is not going to end the welfare state. Uh, it, it's not don't don't be naive. That's not going to happen. If that's what your goal is to end the welfare state, like closing the borders ain't going to do that. Like if we want to end the welfare state, let's talk about ending the welfare state. And, and again, my goal for this, what, what I would like to see is that people should be able to go here, find jobs, live their lives, do whatever they want, as long as they're not hurting people or taking their stuff. If you're mad that the government is giving immigrants money, then be mad at the government. And kind of to address some of the stuff that Tim was saying, you know, he, he's saying, like, well, we still have these problems within the black community and, and with other parts of America. And Kevin, you made this point too. Well, we can solve these problems. We don't need to restrict the movement and fall into the division that politicians are putting on us in order to solve those problems. We can still solve those problems and people can still come here, live their lives and participate in American society because we have been doing this consistently for a couple hundred years. Immigrants have been coming here, they assimilate, they change the culture, they adapt to the culture. It's something that we are capable of doing. And if we live in a free society, then we can do that. I gotta stop you. We don't always, they do come, but they don't always assimilate. And that's, that's what we're seeing now. When I grew up, everyone with that immigrated here, they, they used to pay me. I had so many friends like, Kevin, teach me English, help me. But now we're seeing people not want to assimilate, not just with the English, with the language, but with their culture of, you know, they had a big issue of open breastfeeding in Atlanta, if you want to believe that. Um, some of their religions and things like that. So do you understand that it's not the same that we've been doing for 300 years? It, it has it, changed and I, and I, it, I, in a negative way. Kevin, it's literally the same argument that people have been making for 300 years, man. It's it's the same thing. Like, oh, this this group, well, but these is, guys true, won't Kevin, Is it possible that some of it could be true? If we get out of our little suburban bubbles, is it possible that some of it could be true? Okay, so again, first of all, I, I do live in the city. Just, just as a reminder, well, you, you, keep, you keep saying city. like, I'm oh, now. <laughs> suburban, but like I, I do Native live city, in the city of Rochester. You know, I there there's a strong Puerto Rican community, which is American, but people always think of Puerto Ricans as immigrants. They're, they're kind of not, but uh, but but a strong you know Hispanic community in Rochester. So yeah, like it's a, a thing here. It's a discussion that's being had because sometimes there are tensions when a lot of people come in and you know they speak a different language. I, I get that, and that's tension that needs to be worked out, but. I have confidence that it can be solved because it's been solved so many times throughout American history. And again, well, I, 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 I totally I make disagree argument. with you there, but we, that's another show. See, yeah. you keep saying we've solved, we haven't solved these problems in America. And that's the problem. We, we've just, you know, put a bandaid on it, but go on, I'm gonna let you talk, but we just put a bandaid so, on it and keep going. So, you know, again, my, I, I think that uh, maybe Charlie made this point too. My, my, my big thing is, is it should be as easy as possible to come here to work, live your life. That's, that's my, 
issue with this that you should be able to come here don't get welfare benefits and and basically it's very difficult for you to do now but if you want a job that's great i am not entitled to a job if someone is going to come here if they're going to leave china or uh brazil or you know france and they come here and they bring their skills that enriches my community and and this is personal for me too like i i I'm on a volleyball team and I am the only person on the volleyball team that was born in the United States. Everyone else is an immigrant from all different parts of the world, from, from Italy, from Asia, from uh, Central America and like uh, India. And they've come here and like they're, they're engineers and tech workers and, you know, baristas in some cases, but they, you know, they, they have come here and they have made the Rochester community stronger. They have made my life better because they were able to get the visa to come here but Kevin, can I ask you a question? And I agree with you. That's but see, that's only one side of it. I've got neighbors who are immigrants, but I also grew up in Chicago, where I can show you like a hundred thousand, half a million Latin King gang members, and a lot of Asians in California. There's a lot of native-born gang members. Like, well, no, but a lot of them, you know, when they first come here, if you if you don't speak a language or you don't have, as to Patrick's point, a lot of skills. There are some that come here, even Asians, a lot that are skilled in technology and engineering, but there are some that are not. And my point to you is that. I'm not refuting what you're saying, but you're this 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 pure analysis of of kumbaya is not real because all of them are not better in our community. There are some that are enhancing, but there are some that aren't enhancing. And my question is, how do you deal with the ones that are not enhancing? Okay, so, okay, uh, how do you deal with that? It is, okay, it is not the role of the state to pick and choose who gets to live in this country. I I, I find that fundamentally abhorrent to say that because again, there are Americans who. You know, maybe you and I might agree they're not enhancing the community. Maybe they're jerks. Maybe they live off the welfare. Maybe they like hurt people like but we don't we don't kick them out like the the people who are coming here, most of them. And, and again, I, I, I left in the comments on on the Facebook broadcast of this statistics about crime. Most of them are just coming here to live their lives, support their families. They, they pay taxes and they just want to, to live in peace because where they're coming from, it is very difficult to live in peace. So I know we don't have well, a full free market system, but we have a better system live in peace than in most America, other uh, those socialist hellholes. How do you live in peace world. in America? You've got to get out That's of what that they city want of Rochester. No, no, come, come. <laughs> I'm they, quit, quit trying to say you don't have the experience to do this. Come my on. housekeeper's uh, son just got murdered last week. It's a guy there, I said, we want to act like America's- Someone was shot in my old laundromat. Like I know, like but that's, that's what oh, last saying. night. We, we're making but, these holistic. But anyway, I'm going to let you- We need to, to do move with on. And then I'll come back problem. to you if we have time. But is Damon still on here? Yeah, I'm still on. Okay, Damon, I want to bring up this question because this, and then Tim, I'm going to go to Tim because this is really a great show. I love your passion, everybody. Um, uh, I thought it was going to be a bad show kicking off, but, you know, guys got a way to make things so great because Kevin keeps talking about, you know, America having this great way of life and people are enhancing for this better way of life. But you got people, specifically black people, who don't have a better way, like who are still struggling, still kids with no shoes, still people uh, being mistreated, but we want to help everybody else. But what about helping people who were born and raised or forced to come here? Can you talk about that? Because I think it's an issue we cannot ignore. Well, I mean, you, you kind of said it right there. I mean, before we can take care of other people, we got to take care of ourselves. So it's like if you're on an airplane, you know, they give you the safety instructions. If, if the plane goes down before you can help somebody else, put your own mask on before you can help somebody else. So, I mean, I know that people come here from other countries to to escape whatever situation they, 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 they were trying to escape. But um, they can do that if they're working. Cool. OK. But to the extent where we're paying 
hundreds of hundreds of billions of dollars each year to to supplement that. Well, you can't then tell me that that's cool, but then you can't tell me then we don't have money for reparations. That's that's BS because you know it. it, it, it I mean, doesn't have to be an either or thing. Could be, could not be, but you cannot tell me that we can't pay reparations, but then say you're cool with paying hundreds of millions of dollars for people that shouldn't even be here when the descendants of the people who actually built this country for free can get nothing and are say, say, you know, told to suck it up and just deal with it. Well, say the same thing to the immigrants. I mean, that's, I mean, that makes no sense. Okay. And Damon, don't go nowhere. Cause you know, I'm, I'm getting heated up. I'm like Tim, I'm, well, I'm actually, I'm more native American Indian and white than I am black, but still people look at your skin tone in America, but we want to help other people have a better way of life. Uh, the American dream home ownership. There's still blacks who've never owned a home or are still in the projects, poor whites out in Trader Park. But we want to help everyone else have a better way. What about these people? I don't, I don't understand that. Can you talk about that? Because there's still, you have a group that you're the uh, national leader of, um, a black wealth empowerment, because there's blacks that are under the poverty level. But why aren't we helping them? And, and I got to say this to Miss Charlie, you know, I, I was very offended you know, like all those poor kids at the borders. I love kids and I have a heart. Anybody knows me, I give. But what about their black kids with no food? Their black kids with no shoes. I've seen it. And that was my point to Kevin. We have to get out of denial, get out of our suburban, or even some of us that live in nice areas. You know, we got to get in the real world. So talk about that. Well, well, Kevin, let me ask you a question real quick. Then who who should you throw the rock at? Am I supposed to throw the rock at the you know, the Latin American or, or the Hispanics or those that are trying to cross the border? Or am I supposed to be um, arguing or, 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 or fighting against my government? If, if you're complaining well, about what's being given to Charlie. these people, then you need to be complaining to the government and not those people. Well, I, I mean, I ain't gonna say I agree with you, but the first thing we shouldn't, you shouldn't have to throw a rock at anybody. And that's our whole point. We're well, so I, what I'm saying is throwing the blame because when right. I'm listening you to you speak, it's like we're blaming the quote unquote people. And I that part I can't do because of what my government chooses to do. However, no, they and choose, I, I agree with you, reason, but Miss Charlie, them giving them money and not giving us reparations. I can't blame them, but I can't blame my freaking government. But, but Miss Charlie, there's a misunderstanding that we are the government. Democracy is of the people and by the people. And that's the only thing. We are the government. But to, to my are we, point, Kevin? Are we my really point the is, I have no problem with helping. I see. I love. I send money all the time to, to homeless kids or starving people. But what about the people that are still struggling? I mean, we get riled Look. up and get us like want to pass laws, executive order. Oh, let's help these kids at the border. But what about helping some black kids, which you and I have talked about I totally right here? Agree. I totally And I've worked in the school system. And when you work in the school system, for me, with children, I don't care if you're African-American. I don't right. care if you're white. I don't care if you're Hispanic, because you're just a child to me, period. So all my hugs go around. You understand what I'm And saying? let me say that, not, not down in the, the Latinos, but I'm just saying they get all the publicity. But I, I'm saying, yeah. what about our homegrown people here? There are poor white kids here that need I, help. It, I, I totally agree. But what I'm saying is, uh -huh. I can't sit here and say, well, the reason why you're not getting help is because of that Hispanic child over there. I can't say that. Well, because I'm not saying that either, that but I'm saying we let like. that sorry. be a big issue when we know it's smoke screening, as you said, through the government. That's yes. what we're talking about. Yes, it okay. is. Okay, go ahead, Damon. Answer sorry, that Damon. Me. Damon. Actually, if you could switch to Tim, and I'll come right back to me in a second. Give me a second. Okay, Tim. Tim. I, I've, I've enjoyed the, the, the banter, if you will, between the Kevins, um, Damon. <laughs> And I, we've got an over and under 
so far the odds are in the favor of Kevin Wilson winning. So <clears throat> Kevin Wilson, please bring it home for us because we've got money running um, on you. Here's the thing, yes. right? I'm, I'm a proud Miami Cuban. So shout out to, to my, my friends on, on West 49th Street. This is not a situation where one goes into saying, well, I dislike brown people. Um, this is a situation where one has to look at their own um, place and, 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 and add up the cost. Is it worth my worthwhile? Is it worth my financial um, liberties, if you will, or liberty to give up my paycheck for these folks who are at the border? Or should I fight to keep these folks out of the country so that I have more money? Not only that, here's the thing that the Democrats are, are, are spectacular at doing. They're spectacular. They're, they do an excellent job of getting Black folks to fight other people's battles. This question, if you will, of the border, this is not a Black people issue. This is not a Black folk issue. This is an issue that should be, um, that is between um, the whites. Someone asked the question, well, who gets to decide who gets to come into this country? Clearly, the white folks get to decide this country. Just ask the Asians um, um, with the Immigration Act of, what was it, 1924? White folks get to decide this. And what they do, the Democrats in particular, on this particular issue, is they say, look at these brown folks who are suffering. Black people, you should rally behind these brown folks that are suffering because you're suffering. But yet they never do anything, uh, um, they never do anything in a, a meaningful way to address black people's suffering. And this is what black folks have to realize is that we need to stop taking up the yoke of other folks until the Democrats or the Republicans, whoever is in charge, begins to tackle, not simply as Kevin Wilson said, well, we can address all the issues. Well, sure, we could just as my cat could probably begin to talk Japanese if someone spent the time talking to her in Japanese. The issue is how realistic is that? And that hasn't been the, the, the experience of black folks in this country. The experience of black folks has always been, well, you need to help these other people. You need to rally behind these other people. And sooner or later, we'll get to your issue. Sooner or later, we'll address the ills that are plaguing your communities. Black people need to get out of this, this mindset that we're going to rally behind every entity, every group of people that are having a problem. We need to, as, 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 as Patrick has alluded to, as Patrick has done, we need to look at our own self-interest and state that we're not going to bother, we're not going to fight, we're not going to stand, we're not going to sing, we shall overcome, we're not going to pray, we're not going to sing kumbaya, we're not going to do anything until the issues that plague the Black folks, reparations has been addressed. And this is the thing, Black people need to get out of this mindset that, oh, well, the, the country is for everyone. That's a white people construct. That hasn't been our experience in this country. And I, I respect greatly Charlie and her points of view. But the thing is, is, Charlie, why the hell are you advocating for these folks that once the Democrats get, in, get these people voting, they're not going to give two licks about what it is that plagues people that look like you. So until we get the Democrats at the table or the Republicans, whoever, the duopoly, until we get whoever's in charge at the table to address our situation, to address our ills, we shouldn't have not one thing to say in favor of allowing other folks to come into this country who would take from our leverage when it comes to voting. And that's what the brown vote does. It takes from the black vote. 
because it's much cheaper to allow the brown folks to come into this country to, oh, well, you can have a piece of the American pie than it is to address the situation, the ills that plague the black communities. And Tim, you brought up a really good point. And then I'm gonna go to Damon, then we're gonna give closing comments. Um, and that is that part of this uh, thing with the immigration is, is uh, uh, and Dr. Dana knows, it's, it's a form of postmodernism, but it's a form of collectivism. So we're here to take care of everyone. And that is not, Kevin Wilson, a libertarian perspective. We're not I, here I to take care of everybody. If I could just jump in for a no, second. Don't, don't put words in my mouth, Kevin, come we're on. We're not here to take care of everybody. And, Never said and that. that. That's what you know it's not, but that's what's not. Oh, we've yeah. got to help. Oh, no, no, everybody. no. You said that. I didn't we've say got that. To help I the said in the welfare state. We've got to, you know, I'm not even talking about just with welfare. I'm talking about just in general, the fact that we're all here to look out for each other and all of that. And I'm not saying don't help because I help more people than, than I need to probably. I can afford to. I'll put it like that. But I'm looking at the bigger, the bigger picture. We've had some great comments. All I'm wanting people to do is look at all the different dynamics, which is something we have not done in our country and why we have Kevin. failed. We haven't had this two or 300 years of success as Kevin has said. We've had a lot and a lot of failures and we're still failing. We've got to look at not only a race, but look at crime, look at the drug problem, look at our prison system. Who, whoever's to blame is irrelevant. We need to deal with it because we're all suffering. So Damon, are you back yet, sir? Yeah, I'm back. And um, great point by by Tim. And I want to kind of piggyback on that in that black people, we have been more than patient. We've been more than than conciliatory towards every group. But it seems like at every turn we get the short end of the stick. And Kev, I mean, Tim, Tim pointed that out very, very well. And it's time for us to be selfish because, you know, the Civil Rights Act of you know 1964 and 65, we were basically the impetus for all these these immigrants coming over here getting all these goodies but we yet yet we are kind of put in the back of the line but we are the reason that they even have the opportunity to come over here and, and live the good life right so they're able to flee their countries come over here live off the taxpayer dime but it's, it's black people who basically put the blood sweat and the tears into that and they're able to piggyback off of our our struggle and that's nonsense so again going back to the whole fact of with immigration, we're spending hundreds of billions of dollars each year for people that are not even here legally. The black people who are here legally have to fight and struggle and scrap and, and pull themselves up by them boot by their bootstraps. But the immigrants that are here illegally don't have to do that. They but David, you're wrong. Because Kevin uh, Wilson said we, you're wrong. We've been living two or three hundred years and it's been working perfectly. Well, yeah, because oh, this, this country, at the, at the end of the day, this, again, like I was, like I said earlier, this country is built on a mythology. This mythology that right. that people Amen, came over brother. here, you know, just just because they wanted to be good old Christian folk and and you know just be free. No, they wanted to be free. You know, they wanted to be free from from England, yes, but they wanted they still want to give themselves goodies and set asides. So as long as those goodies and set asides were given to white folks, you know, white white male landowners, whatever, everything was all good. But now when everybody, everybody else is supposed to, to benefit from it, now all of a sudden, oh, we got a problem. Oh, we can't afford it. All we can't do is, oh, we can't do that. But you want a penny pinch when it doesn't benefit you. But it, I mean, when it, when it benefited you, you were fine with it. When they had the Homestead Act, they gave free land to, as the country moved west and white people were able to benefit, cool. But now you can talk about reparations for the people who originally built this country. All of a sudden, oh, we can't afford it. Well, they couldn't afford what they gave to you, but you, you were able to benefit off of the ill-gotten gains that your ancestors were able to get. So, so please miss me with all this. We can't afford it. You can afford whatever you want to afford. The government at any point in time 
prints money out of thin air, pulls out of his rear end to do whatever it wants to do. If it wanted to pay reparations, it could. It pays repar I mean, it pays money to immigrants right now. It does that because it wants to, and it does not pay reparations to black people because it does not want to. So stop it. But Damon, why would we help? Black and see, this is to the point of Kevin. I mess with it because he brought up some good points. But okay, we want to have people come if they want to buy a house, get a job. There are so many blacks. The unemployment rate with blacks are higher. But we don't deal with. I don't hear nobody talking about that. I don't hear the libertarian point of view on 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 race. I don't hear them promoting that. Maybe some believe in it, but we don't promote that. And that's real. We don't deal with the. You know, yeah, we already have crime here. Let's deal with it. Let's deal with the lack of education. But you know, we Damon sent a video the other day. It was something I've been saying. A lot of people, black and white, can't read or write in our country. Well, we want to help everybody else. We got people right here cannot read or write. And my point to Kevin is that you know, let's not be in denial and start wearing these roles because you know our country has been messed up. We have failed over, especially when it comes to race, not just so much race, but economics. In the deep south, if you're not a rich or white person, they treat you the same as some people of color. And as to Tim point, that's why we need to unite and really make a difference because they don't care. It's really economic, you know, uh, but anyway, any final comments and we'll close out with Patrick since it's, it's his show, but any other comments before we go, anyone else? I, I, if I can, Kevin, I made an observation uh, on YouTube. There's this guy um, who, uh, you know, I've been doing a study on prostitution because I'm convinced that black folks don't understand how prostitution works. So <laughs> me being me, I, I, I did something that I always espouse and I always hope other people do. I did a, a, a look at myself to see if maybe Tim Smith doesn't understand prostitution. Maybe Black folks in general understand prostitution. And I'm the one who's lacking understanding when it comes to how prostitution works. So what did I do? I did a Google search on prostitution. And up came this video of this individual who lives in California, who drives around the strip, and he records prostitutes. And I was watching this and found it very interesting about how prostitutes interact with the quote unquote Johns. And here's the one thing I realized after watching the first 10 minutes of this guy's video. All of the prostitutes had one thing in common. And that one thing they had in common is that they had the same body parts. All of the prostitutes had the same body parts, which means that our John has his body part and his body part works with those body parts. So I said, hmm, that's very interesting. And here's the thing, right? Black folks have to understand is that the brown folks have the same body parts that black folks have. So if brown folks have the same body parts that black folks have, the question then doesn't become, which one am I going to go to based upon body parts? It becomes, which one am I going to go to who's going to be the cheapest? And this is where Charlie, and, 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 and I, I'm not picking on Charlie, I totally agree with Charlie's point of view in a perfect world. I agree with Kevin Wilson's point of view in a perfect world. But here's the thing that black folks in particular have to understand. The brown folks have the same parts that you have, or rather the same parts that you're looking for. And because they have the same parts that you're looking for or, or that the Democrats are looking for, the question then becomes who's going to be the cheaper date? And the brown folks are their cheaper date. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to do one plus one. If one plus one still equals two, that means I'm going to go with the brown prostitute because the brown prostitute is cheaper than the black prostitute. And this is what black folks have to realize is that if the brown folks have the same body parts that you have, that means that they're going to go with the cheaper vote. You need to stop advocating for these folks who, who, who if the, the Democrats um, um, continue to court them, they're going to screw you over even more. 
why don't we, instead of fighting for everyone else's fight, why don't we bring the Democrats to the table and demand what is rightfully ours? Someone said, well, reparations need to be given to black folks. Reparations cannot be given to black folks. That's like me going down the street and shooting my neighbor's dog and then giving him $100. I'm not giving him $100 because I shot his dog. $100 or whatever the value of his dog is worth, that's what's due him. And that's what's due black folks. We need to get out of this mentality that, that we're just going to be so charitable that we're going to put, we're going to forget about our own self-interest. And this is how Christianity has been weaponized against the black individual. Because the white folks have, have, have manipulated and transformed Christianity into something that it wasn't meant to be, they taught us that we need to sacrifice our own self-interest to give to others. Meanwhile, the white Christians, the Trumpers, and I have no ought against the Trumpers, if you look at the history of white Christians, or white, Christi white, the way whites have followed Christianity in this country, they weren't all kumbaya. You couldn't go to a white Christian and beat them upside the head and expect them to pray for you and to sing for you. But yet, black folks, when they beat us upside the head, what the hell did Martin Luther King do? He went to singing. We need to wise up and realize what's happening to us. Stop allowing ourselves to be prostituted for a dollar when we're worth 10. And I'll, I'll end on that note. I, I apologize. Well, that was a great point. I got my hammer out and I was just tuning up. I'm sorry, but let me just say something real quick. Tim, I'm a black woman, so I know how to multitask. So just because I sit here and I defend those immigrants does not mean that I put their issue above my own or my own people as a race of people reparations and things of those nature will always come first for me because i am a black person okay but when something is wrong i have the mindset and say hey i'm fighting for this right here and that bullshit over there is wrong too so i'm strong enough to carry them both so if i'm speaking up for someone else it's not because i'm putting that person above me or my people it's not like that wrong is just wrong my fight is always going to be there. It's, it's not going away until the just due is given. Do you understand that? So quit. when you're sitting here and Black people need to wise up and wake up, maybe you just need to listen and quit forever trying to run your freaking mouth. I don't know if it's just to hear your voice, but at the end of the day, quit always talking about what Black people need to wise up and do. Most Black people that I know all wise, Tim. I don't know what Black people are Haitian or... Um, Cuban, as you call yourself, you're, you're surrounding yourself with that maybe aren't as wise or maybe not as smart as you, but most people that I know, they can see it. They see the big picture. They know to fight. And they, and they know to carry theirs first. So if, that's if I, I can address this quickly. Okay. You know, uh, here's, if, if I can address your you point. And I, but okay, go ahead. If, if I can address your point very quickly. That's like my neighbor's house being on fire while my house is being on fire also. And I go and run and get a bucket of water. And to put I am my going neighbor. to put out my, my house fire first. And I know that. That's, and when I okay. do that, I'm going to throw water on that neighbor's house. It's just, I mean, I'm not. And guys, both of you, can I interview in one point and then you can yeah. finish them? Ms. Charlie, I agree with you and I understand everything you're, you, everybody's saying, but I think I ain't gonna say what Tim said, but a lot of times with black people, and I do work, I work with more people than I want to, we're, mm -hmm. not, we're not in the fight. We say we're in the fight verbally, but we're sitting on our behinds doing nothing. You know, all I'm saying, where is the fight? Where, you know, we're, we're post, we're blog, where is the fight? You know, I grew up in the black, the civil rights, I didn't agree with everything, but at least they were out there doing something. That now, I think to Tim's point, we're not, we're not, we're singing Kumbaya and praying, we're not doing anything. Go ahead and finish, guys. Here's the thing, right? 
Miss Charlie said that she can multitask. Well, you can't multitask when your own house is on fire. Miss Charlie just said that she would put out the fire in her house first before you she went to address. Let me finish. Let me finish. Put out the fire in her house first before she tackled the fire next door. Well, guess what? Black folks, our house has been burning for I don't know how many centuries. That, let me finish. That. Let me finish. That fire has not gone out. So until that fire has gone out, you need to continue to go get your bucket and your pail, fill it mm -hmm. up with water and continue to douse the fire that's burning down our house before you even think about burning, uh, um, helping the neighbor next door. <laughs> that, you know, that's really a very selfish type of mindset. And as I said to you, Ms. Charlie, Ms. Charlie, if I, if I can interject. You're a very individualistic thinking No, Charlie, 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 Charlie. Yes, that, that, that's, yes, to, to, that po to that point, right. that, what I said earlier, is we have been more than more than conciliatory to everybody, but that's the problem. Yes, I that's do understand that. I do. But what I'm saying is, is it that other person's fault or is it a government's fault? Well, I, I, at, at this point, so, well, Charlie, I can't be matter. sympathetic it, to somebody no. else because my government is choosing to, for whatever reason, put them over over us. For, I can't be, still be sympathetic the, to their plight. Charlie, Charlie. Yes, for the, for the sake of this argument, yes, you can be because we we have been we have been we have yes. been more than yes. more than conciliatory towards everybody. When, when Jews got when Jews are, are, are done done yes. wrong, we always I come agree. to the forefront. You know they don't do the same for us. When when this anti Asian hate nonsense keeps going on, you got mm -hmm. black folks being dumb enough to buy ain't no answer, no stop Asian hate. Well, nobody says anything when black folks get brutalized in Asian-owned mail shops and stuff like that. So what I'm saying, though, yes, we, we need to be selfish. The kids at the border, is it is it their fault specifically? No, it's the government, whatever. That, for us right now, based on to Tim's point, I don't I don't care. the However you want to frame in your mind, we need to be selfish at this point because we have been kumbaya for everybody else, but they don't do the same for us. So now at this, at this time, anybody who is who's in the fight for illegals, let them fight their battle, but we're out of this. That's not got nothing to do well, with us. Amos point, I don't think that's being selfish, Ms. Charlie. I think it's just, as you said, prioritizing. And a lot of people, and what's the 10 point, our, mm -hmm. some of our white Christian views have been, but even the Bible, you're supposed to take care of yourself. I only breathe oxygen for me. I don't care how much oxygen Damon breathes and he loves his daughters. He cannot breathe oxygen for them. You have to take care. And we that have, and part of our brainwashing as not I just- guess, I guess I'm a little confused as to what, whatever it is that I'm saying is making it seem like I have no concern for us first or for me first. I, I'm no, not no, 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 I'm not saying that. that. But I'm saying is you should, you should it's okay to be concerned. I get that. It's okay to be concerned with you. I get it. But I'm, also I'm not confused. I'm not confused what you're saying, Charlie. But but I'm saying though, at this point, you have a good heart, and I feel you on that. But there is a point in time when when everybody's getting the goodies besides you. Like if they're if they're handing out cake, and then you're see. sitting in the back. Okay, at some point they'll give me cake. At some point you got to speak up and say, "Look, damn it, where's my cake?" You know what I'm saying? Like, but they keep getting I everybody else all the good stuff, I, I, and we're getting nothing. I get it. I get it. But and instead of kicking point, that person's ass, I'm gonna go up there and kick the government's ass. And that's how I look at it because it was like, I, I need my freaking cake. You understand that? I, you can give them a slither. I don't care. Give them a slither, but give me mine. As you were just stating, they got this money for everything when they choose to have money for everything. So it's not that they don't have money for reparations. They are not choosing to give money for reparations. But point, Miss Charlie. To I'm my sorry, point, go ahead. Yes. should we, I mean, you say that, I don't think that's selfish. What I'm saying is, but are we here to take care of everybody else? Back to Kevin Wilson's point. Who uh, said that America is here for everybody to come and have a better way of life? Where is that written in stone? 
who created that concept? I bet you it was some rich white person. No disrespect. Of course it was. But that's what I, that's yes. what we're trying to say. They I don't mind helping people. And Damon right. and Tim know me better. I help, don't I, Damon and Tim? I help a lot. Kevin knows I help. But I think we all do. We who all said are. we're responsible for helping everybody? And and I think you know because America is this great wealthy nation. Um, if you got a pot of gold there, everybody's going to want it. If you, I mean, I'm not for saying close the borders, but just 100% open borders to me is not realistic because you would get 100, 200, 400 million people. If I had a choice of living in the jungles of Africa, well, I might stay there if I knew the real America. But anyway, you so- You don't have to be in the jungle, but go Let's ahead. go. Well, <laughs> even in the cities, it's, you know, and this is my point. We are so, as Americans, out of touch, and I don't mean this critically, I mean it realistically. Mm -hmm. We don't know how other people live. Does that make sense? Because we're mostly yeah. in our own little worlds. But- right. You know, to Kevin's point, Wills, is that, you know, we've been working perfectly for years or it's been, go it's not. And, you know, it's I'm not perfect. saying I've got an answer for it. What'd you say? So did say perfect, just said we've assimilated immigrants over the last couple of years. And well, I don't years. agree they've been assimilated because I could show you a lot that happens. Some right here in my household. But anyway, Patrick, since it's your show, or we're okay, going to can, can I, can I like get, make one more 30 second point and then yeah, um, promise and, I'll, I'll, I'll shut up <laughs> for uh, the rest of the show. Uh, uh Phil, I mean, Phil. Will, did you want to make a comment? You're in the, in the back scenes there. Did you have anything you want to say? Oh, I have so many comments, but we're out of time for, for the most part. Um, we always go over a little bit. We ran out like 20 minutes ago, Will. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we're going to stop. We're going to really? cut that off. But go go ahead, Will. Let Kevin and then Will, and then we'll close with Patrick. Unless Maybe you guys keep going. Because there's so many things I've been thinking the whole time. Okay. Kevin uh, Wilson has said a lot of it. But to your point from the very beginning, the reason people come to the United States is for life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. They think that they have a chance of doing better here, so they're sending their children here. They're, you know, getting on caravans and just, you know, saying go. They're paying coyotes to come over here because we do have a better way of life here. And I mean, I'm saying that in a, in a great way. And you know, there are a lot of problems that we have in the United States right now. We are working on them. We're trying. A lot of us are. And that's what I'm hoping to do right now is move us forward and make it better. I know I'm kind of being an optimist with it, but I think we have a chance for that. Well, let me respond to that because you welcome to our show. Even though you're you're the new producer, we got a message. But you know, we have been working on it for three or four hundred years and we're not making a lot of progress. And that is the problem that a lot of times I'm not down to disagree with that white people. But white people in the suburbs, the people with good jobs, you don't, you're not, not saying you personally, a lot of people, if you're not standing in a food line or begging for food stamps and they tell you because A, B, and C, you can't get them or you can only buy certain, you know, we, we don't see the real America sometimes. And our, our positive and philosophical uh, libertarian ideology is wonderful if it would work, as Tim said, in a perfect world, but it hasn't. And so sometimes we need to tweak some of these ideas. So go ahead, finish your other comments. So if you're going to time warp somebody from 1968 till now, they would be very happy with the change. They would still say that our need, more changes that need to be done. We aren't where we need to be. But compared to segregation- Changes in what, in, let me ask you, changes in what way? Compared to segregation, compared to um, many things that were normal back then are not, you know, not even thought of as being allowed now. We are moving so quickly with the way things are changing right now. That well, that that's a whole nother show, but that's debatable. And see, that's what I'm saying. No, because I'm assuming you're a Caucasian. But see, that's the version. You don't realize there's still a lot of segregation. 
official or unofficial. There's still a lot of discrimination. Actually, I, and I've heard, I remember John Lewis said it before he died, it's worse now. I was alive in the 60s. And that's what I'm saying to Kevin's point. You can't just read a book or a blog or get some statistics. We got to get, you know, you, you don't, oh my God, some of the, what, even white people, you know, I've had more white people had problems with the police than black. I had a white, I mentioned before, uh, his son got beat, three ribs broken by the police because he was driving a car and they just assumed he was a drug dealer and when they couldn't find drugs or a gun. But I don't know, we got to get in the real world. And, and that's my problem. You know, we just, we're, we're so in denial. But anyway, go ahead, Kevin, and then we'll close with Patrick. So we're we talking about the defund the police show, the uh, legalizing sex work show now, or immigration. I, I've, I've kind of lost the thread a bit. Well, that's so good. I, I had to make fun of Tim a little. Show, though, Kevin, and that's why we get good ratings, because we are interesting and we don't just get to one stuck, boring topic. Yeah, so so anyway, I'll make my, my actual point here. And it's that, Advocating for the state to use violence against a free movement of people is not going to help reparations happen. It's if you are advocating for the state to use violence against people who are trying to just move about freely and live their lives, that doesn't help all of these other issues. We, we have to the, the immigrant is not our enemy. The, the, that person who's just here legally, illegally here for on an H1B visa or, or on a farm work visa, like it doesn't matter. They're here to just help themselves i i'm saying we don't need to have a strong welfare state form and if you are mad about that that immigrant is not your enemy the state is your enemy if the state has not done reparations yet that's the issue with the state not the issue with immigrants coming here to just have a job and live their lives but kevin you're still putting this how do you know they're coming here to have a better way of life that's what i was saying. it's just you're we're doing how do what you know they're not politicians have done we're putting words what do you think they're people? coming here for huh what do you what do you think they're coming here for? And if you say to get the welfare benefits, it, it doesn't matter. I don't know. I'm you're still see, mad at the state. It's that you're not mad at the immigrant. They, you, that's an incentive the state provides. It's not my job to figure out. All I can do is I hear I what agree. people say when they interview them. I hear what they say. But most of all, Kevin, I'm a say? person of what action. I look at what they do. I'm out in the community. I've done more urban ministry for 30 years. I've worked at um, refugee thing. Our churches are partnering with them. I know I see what people do. I see um, not just on the welfare side, I see the criminals, I see the, the whatever the side. And um, I'm just saying, don't, you know, I'm not saying close the borders or open them, but I want us to be real and stop being, you know, lying to ourselves with all these philosophical, ideological statistics. And then we, we try to, you know, we, it's just not reality. You know, mm -hmm. like, like to Will's point, I, I understand him being young academically. If, if the school books told us we made progress, but I was alive in the 60s today, it's still not a lot of progress. And that's what, uh, what Damon and Tim's point was to Ms. Charlie, is not denying or being selfish or, or cause being the enemy of the immigrants, but re look at some realities. You know, we wanna fight for these immigrant kids like it's the end of the world. And you've got people that still literally cannot read or write. And it ain't just a race thing. You know, that's something that the politicians made. I don't care what color you are, you know, but anyway, so Patrick, close this out. Yeah, I'll be quick. Uh, one thing that has not been mentioned is, is that the prosperity of the middle class and working class uh, America, it, it's not unlimited. Uh, there's a finite amount and it can be even dire in, in poor America. So the idea that we're going to have open borders and unchecked illegal immigration, the burden of that will fall on the American working class and, and potentially even, even the, the poor Americans as well. So it's not an idea that, that everything's going to be Pollyanna and, and we'll find a way to make it work. If we look at what's going on right now, there are millions of Americans that we've failed. 
So the idea that we can import uh, everyone else's issues into this country and pay for it, it'll fall on the backs of us. And we're the ones that are going to have to pay for it. And, and, and our, our prosperity, our, our, our freedoms, our liberties, and maybe not serve freedoms, but our financial liberties, they, they will diminish and, and it, we, we will be impacted negatively. So that was one thing I don't think has been, been mentioned tonight is that um, the ones who will be shouldering the burden of, of an open borders policy or unchecked illegal immigration, it'll fall on us to pay for that. Uh, and and that, that's the, the elites and the policymakers who are making these decisions it's not going to affect them. So that's why they're pushing it. That's why they're making us feel bad when we see the, the kids at the borders, because they'll never have to deal with the ramifications of these decisions. It'll be on us. Uh, we make ends meet. We, we work on a budget and it, it will impact us um, to, to have some of these ideas like open borders or whoever wants to come here can come here. So um, it's insanity in my opinion, but um, I, I respect everyone else's viewpoints that, that um, they think it works. Great point. Any final comments or we're through? Anyone else? Speak now or forever hold your peace. Um, I do. I just want to let everyone know that we've closed out the, um, the, the, the um, wage. And so far, um, Kevin wins the pot, Kevin Wilson. Thank you. Congratulations. You have won tonight. Um, and, and that's where I wanted to, to end on the note. To, to Patrick's point, I think we did bring out the, the issue that someone has to pay for the immigrants crossing the border. We have to pay for that. The, that's our money being jacked from our check. So I, I totally agree with him. And, and here's the thing, right? I'm black, but I love listening to white folks talk about the prosperity of our country and, and how we are going to lose uh, prosperity by letting brown folks. And I just love the fact that white folks can talk about the prosperity of the country. I can listen to Patrick and all the other white folks wax philosophical about the American prosperity experience that black folks haven't been able to partake in. So shout out to you, Patrick. You were holding it down for the Trumpers. You did an excellent job of, of relaying, conveying the, the conservative points of view. But Kevin didn't win. Don't tell him that because his head's big enough. But um, you know, that was my point to Kevin and to, to Will. You know, when he was saying we've made all this progress, it's like it depends on the, the glasses you're looking at. If you're a middle class white person or if you're an upper middle class black person, it's, you know, you just have a whole different view of where we've come from. And, and this is, you know, uh, and to Will's point, he had a great point of, well, we're working for make change, but we've been fighting. I mean, special people come for 400 years. People have been fighting for change. And we don't see a lot of that change. We see some of it on the surface or what it looks like, some smoke screens. But um, also to Will's point, a lot of people really aren't fighting as you think. They just, people talk a good game. And that's why I'm really a person of action. You know, people say I'm in the fight, back to Ms. Charlie's point, but I don't see them in the fight. When it's time to actually get in the ring, they're not in the ring. They're on the outsides writing a blog or report or something. They're praying if they're black. <laughs> they're, praying, they're praying and singing. And, and, or if they're white, they're posting and, and making comments because talk is just so cheap. We can see, you know, that's my problem with a lot of libertarians, not just party. You know, we're good at getting in a room, wanting to have a debate, and they're not even qualified to debate because most people don't know, they don't know their stuff and they think they do. Um, but anyway, thank you guys for a great show. Um, that's it. <laughs>